What's up, guys? Welcome to a very special episode of the Kind of Funny Screencast. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Blessing Adeoye Jr. I'm not giving away my shot or whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not th- I'm not throwing away my shot. Damn you it, I threw it away. Damn it. I have one shot and I fucking threw it away. <laughs> and also joining us on this is Ubisoft's Yusuf McGee. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? I'm beautiful. I don't have. I, I didn't have. I didn't prepare a clever Hamilton line. But, yeah, uh, happy to be here. And to Good, be clear, neither did you. Blessing. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's true. I'd rather not have a line than just mess up the line. Legit through At the whole. Because like it, it, it dawned on me that Tim was going to introduce me first, since I'm the kind of funny <laughs> member here. And as he was doing it, I was like, "Oh, I need some, something from Hamilton." Okay, what's the thing they say the most? Okay, the shot thing. Oh, wait, how did it go? And then like it was my time to go, and I was like, "Fuck." Uh, Throw it away, give me my shot. I don't know. There you go. There you go. And of course, we had to have Belinda Garcia on this. And by the way, this will not be the last time you see Belinda Garcia here on Kind of Funny. Oh, no. She is joining us for Miyazaki in Review starting this Friday. How excited are you for that, Belinda? So excited. And my Hamilton intro line is, and to me, as he said in parentheses. <laughs> Damn it, I fucked it up too. See? Wow. It's not as easy as it looks. Wow. We're all all throwing away our shots here. Oh, well, um, whatever. But it's all good. It's all good. By the way, <laughs> just getting ahead of this because I know the comments are going to be there. I got sunburned, okay, guys? Let's just fucking deal with it, all right? <laughs> Today, we're talking about Hamilton. Finally, a long time in the making. It is on Disney+. Plus. You can go watch it now. Almost three hours of creative genius some would say i would say that's for damn sure um before we really get into it let's go around here and and tell me your experience with hamilton yusuf yeah so uh my first so i've seen hamilton in theaters twice in san francisco um the first time was in 2017 um i went in completely blind i i honestly didn't know uh i didn't know it was like predominantly people of color i didn't know it was like a hip-hop musical I knew nothing about it, um, knew very little about the time period either, or Alexander Hamilton, um, went in, was completely floored, became obsessed with the, the soundtrack in the following like months and weeks. Um, met actually a lot of the cast of that showing, because uh, Ubisoft threw a Hamilton rap party for oh my that God. specific run. Um, wait that is incredible so wait, were, yeah, were any was, of the original <laughs> cast members there or was it just the... none of the original cast no because this was this was already 2017 so um i don't think any of the original cast went really outside of the first new york run mm-hmm. um and then i got to actually see it again uh i want to say last year 2019 um after being a huge fan knowing the you know the soundtrack front to back um and like being able to like know what the story was and like appreciate it and understand it a lot more that time around Belinda, what about you? Um, I first listened to Hamilton back in 2015 or whenever it was on Broadway, just because I naturally keep up with um, stuff on Broadway. Um, and it like broke a bunch of Tony Award um, records in 2016. So I've just been obsessed with it ever since. Um, I saw it uh, the first time it toured um, in San Francisco. So whenever that was 2016, 17, whenever that was. And then I saw it again last year um, because I had a friend who won uh, the raffle or the thing that they do. um, And we got like front row, like spitting everywhere, (laughs) like in the orchestra. Um, So I've seen it like balcony and I've seen it like in the front row. And then now I've seen it recorded. 
So, yeah. D- did you listen to it uh, before you saw it in theater? I did. Yeah, I I did that. I started doing that with Hamilton because I usually didn't want to, but everyone was talking about it. I was like, all right, listen to it. And um, then I was obsessed. It's great. Bless, what about you? So ever since Hamilton came out, people had been hyping up for me and telling me that like, hey, this is like, this is your, this is going to be your jam, but mainly because of the hip hop aspects and also because I, I like musicals and stuff. Um, but I had always put off actually listening to it um, because my, my thought process was I, I'd want to see it first so I can get the context for it before I dive into the soundtrack because I don't want to like go into it and just have, just be confused and not have, I guess, like the, the, the met experience for it. And so Friday when it came to Disney Plus was actually my first time actually watching slash listening to Hamilton. Aside from like random songs here or there, there's like a Watsky song uh, from the Hamilton mixtape that I used to listen to back in the day. And I thought it was in the musical and I don't think it's actually in there. Um, but yeah, like Friday was my first time listening to it. And since then, I've pretty much been listening to the soundtrack nonstop over the last three days. Um, and like when I say nonstop, I mean literally like I most of my days have been that soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I I actually I hadn't ever seen it. I did listen to it on a long flight that I took to Australia, and I just kind of put it on, listened to, through it the entire way through, and I was very impressed. It was very up my alley uh, for like kind of hip hop storytelling stuff. I was like, this is so cool. I love uh, live instrumentation as well. So kind of like getting that whole experience. And I'm a big musical fan in theory, not in actually like I've never actually been to a <laughs> stage play at all. Um, but you know, I love Disney musicals and like, I, I tend to like musicals when I watch them like La La Land or whatever. Um, but add a hip hop tinge to that. I'm like, definitely going to be in the subject matter itself was like Yusuf was saying, not really my jam. Like American history is something that I do not know. Well, not very interested in. Um, and I thought that they did a pretty good job of making the story clear in the, the music, just listening to it. Um, but I was totally wrong. Because now watching it and getting all the context, it is so much better than just listening to it. Listening to it was cool and fun and was something where I'm like, oh, I totally appreciate what this is. Now I legitimately think that this is like a masterpiece of creativity. And I cannot believe the the amounts of accomplishments that that this project has. And I'm so happy that it's on Disney Plus in the way that it, that, that it was shot where um, it really kind of shows why stage plays like have a special something to them and like just it's it's the facial kind of like they're performing not just with their voices and with their movements but with their faces and the way that the camera kind of like uses the stage where the stage is so in, intricate and amazingly designed with the the spinning that you're always looking where you you should be focused like it's such a cool experience that i can't imagine being able to focus on all the things at once in real life because even watching it now, it's like it's so hard to listen to what they're saying, watch what's going on, see the background characters and like all like the colors and the lights and all that stuff. Like it is definitely something that is going to have a lot of repeat viewings. And oh, yeah. I, at the end of the day, to me, I am just most impressed that we are four years uh, into the hype of all this stuff. And I cannot believe that it lived up to the hype for me. Like people have That's- blown this thing out of proportion. And I was like, there's no Until- way it's that good. It's that good. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's the same thing I've been saying, uh, having watched it the first time on on Friday. Uh, I, I think this is the thing I said to, to Yusef and Belinda over the weekend was that, like, for me, there are so many times where things have been hyped up, and uh, usually they never live up to the expectation. Like, usually things are like, like, and I can even give examples of like Avatar: The Last Airbender, which is excellent, but 
you know, people were hyping that up for me to be like the greatest okay, cartoon ever made. I watched it. I watched it, and I was like, "This is a very excellent cartoon." Slander. No, it's no Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's really, it's really it's excellent cartoon. Stop, stop all your head. Stop right now. Um, but yeah, but that happens to me over and over and over again when when things get hyped up, and that's not to like the fault of the actual like art or show or whatever it may be. That is usually me. My expectations getting too high for this thing. And with Hamilton, Hamilton, I've had that like to the highest degree as far as people being like oh dude you're a dancer you like hip-hop like dude it's 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 real hip-hop man like it's it's, it's genuine real hip-hop man like you're gonna appreciate it and all this different stuff and actually watching it i was going into it with the idea of hey man i'm going to lean back i'm going to enjoy it and i'm not necessarily going to try and you know judge it by the expectations that have been set for me i'm just going to try my hardest to like watch it and divorce it from those expectations and honestly even like even bringing those expectations into play it's still lived up like legit it is hamilton for me is is one of the most impressive stage shows i think i've seen um as far as production as far as like choreography and writing and uh music like there's really for me there's really nothing i can truly pick apart about it um like there, there are things like, okay, well, like how accurate is the history or whatever, but things that for me don't necessarily matter as much in the way that I'm looking at it and the way that I'm uh, uh, consuming it. Like as far as, as far as what they do with uh, storytelling and, and the writing and, and um, the way they, they bring in hip hop into the fold, um, like the, there, there are things about the hip hop delivery that I can be like, okay, well, I wouldn't necessarily consider this like hip-hop hip-hop but the way they adapt hip-hop for broadway and the way they make it work and the way they make it uh popable for the people that are watching and listening i think is done excellently like i was blown away by it dude lin lin manuel miranda it's just i i just i can't believe how talented he is like when when it comes to the the writing and craftsmanship of the the lyrics and delivery and character where every character doesn't sound the same even though they probably should because it's like there's this familiar cadence but especially when you add like talents like to be digs uh delivering and in, in, in the accents that he uses and all that stuff it's like all of that was so so beautifully designed and written to to make this world feel real and still show respect and have those like hip-hop elements but it never felt like it had to pander too much to be a musical too much to be hip-hop i think it was just like a, a beautiful balance and i love how many hip-hop references there are how much jay-z things and nos things and biggie things like just thrown in but it never is distracting it kind of just enhances this world and it, it makes you believe in it for belinda and yusuf like how did watching the disney plus version compare to seeing it live when did you go first Okay, me. Okay. Um, I loved it because there's a lot of things that you can't see, like from the balcony, like there's so many people and you're trying to, when you see it in a theater, you, you kind of, you kind of see the whole picture at all times. So you yourself get to choose where you want your focus to be, which is a good thing and a bad thing, because you can get distracted by like, oh my god, that ensemble is really cool. Oh wait, what was happening over there? Like, you know, um, and so the Disney Plus version was really awesome because it gave you that perspective like it zoomed in on a lot of the facial expressions like um like um with but there's a lot of interactions with um hamilton and washington that i really liked um and seeing and like feeling that and then in satisfied with angelica and hamilton like you feel that chemistry because you're so close to them whereas in if you're in a theater with hundreds of people you depending on where you're sitting you may not have caught that um but i i think that it brings a whole different perspective i still would like recommend people that 
loved seeing it on the screen to go and see it in a theater whether like whether it's a college performance or a or a big Broadway performance in Chicago and SF um because just the energy in a theater is um is so great. Is it? Yeah, I was like my I had the same impression where both times I saw it I was I, I you know I didn't have good seats and the thing that stood out to me most watching this is oh wait they're actually acting also like you forget when you're so far away that like no they're they're giving facial expressions they're giving side eye they're giving little smirks they're like they're actually they're playing this like you have an amazing seat because you know some people do and so watching it i was i was reminded of like oh my god this is this is even more impressive you know they're not just singing and standing on their marks and hitting the dance numbers like they're selling every single line of the story the whole way through and like they are these characters um and the other thing that i actually really appreciated about the filmed version is that like they're not playing to the camera and because of the fact that you're watching through the camera you know they're playing to the audience and you're not a part of the audience so when you're watching it live they're talking to you here we're watching them just talk outwardly like not directly to us and like i found that more immersive actually like it was easier for me to be like oh this is these are real conflicts happening these are real conversations happening real people doing this because they're absorbed in what they're doing like they're like there's this like like there's this famous art history like book called absorption and theatricality by uh, Michael Fried, and he talks about when someone, when a subject is absorbed in what they're doing, whether it's in a painting or a play, or like they're immersed in it, it allows you as a viewer to get more into it also because they're not talking to you. You're not, you're not breaking that fourth wall. And this yeah. was like, I felt very, I felt like I was, I was watching something actually happening, something going down, as opposed to when I saw it live, where it was like, oh, they're, they're talking to me. Yeah. So you don't actually have to be in the room where it happened. No, you don't yeah, have to be, I, but you, like Belinda said, you still I, I see what you did there, too. That was, that was very good. <laughs> but also when uh, you guys were talking about the, like, hip-hop references, I was so excited for you guys to see it because I I wouldn't catch all the hip-hop references, but I catch all the theater references. Like, there's a South South Pacific thing. There's a little bit of um, Wicked in there. There's Last Five Years. They reference Macbeth and... Um, and stuff like that. So that was exciting for me. And I know like all the hip hop references were exciting to you guys. It's just cool. It's just, again, it like, it builds the world and like the, the characters so much. Like the, another question I have for you guys is I, I can't imagine like David Diggs not being in this Leslie Odom, not being the, the characters that they're portraying specifically Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like right. I, the, the way they perform and like the way that they move and bounce and like, it, they all just feel so unique. And especially the characters that play, or the actors that play multiple characters, seeing them kind of like treat them differently and use different intonation and, and facial expressions and everything. When you guys had the the different cast that you've seen in San Francisco, like how does that compare? I think they held up really well. Like there, there are some characters that don't hit the marks because you're so used to listening to the soundtrack, right? Like it's all you have, like you listen to it over and over again. So you're used to sort of that cadence and that tone of voice and the inflections where they are. And so when you do see it with a different cast, it is different, but it doesn't take away from the professionalism of it. Like they're still professional actors. They still study those characters. They still are so good at their jobs. So it, I mean, it's all great to me. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I came at it from a different perspective where I, I hadn't heard any of the music going in at all. So like for me, like Lin-Manuel Miranda wasn't Hamilton for the longest time. And it took me like when I went, it was uh, an actor named uh, I'm, I apologize if I'm butchering the last name, but Michael Luoye, Um And he was phenomenal. He was amazing. Like he was my first Hamilton. Um, and it's only after like years, honestly, of listening to the soundtrack that like I then began to see Lin-Manuel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the, the cast was absolutely phenomenal, like front to back, but watching this now, it's, amazing to see like like i'm this made me the biggest leslie odom jr fan in the world like i was already a big david diggs fan but like this is like what like introduced me to leslie odom jr and i just like was floored by how good he was in in everything um but it, it did take me a little bit of time i think to like re-trigger like okay like this isn't my cast like i mm-hmm. i had this first experience with with a cast and it wasn't necessarily the original cast or the soundtrack cast do they act oh. differently though, or, or are they like playing the character of Hamilton so similarly to how I actually? So I thought that that Michael played Hamilton like even like you know young, scrappy, and hungry. Like I thought like Michael was even more like that. Like he was like like Michael was like ready to fight at the drop of a hat. Like he was so like ramped up and like excited and and just like uh like aggressive. It, it was like. To me, that was like exactly what I wanted from that character. The, That's awesome. The touring cast, what I like about them is they're not like it's not this actor playing Lynn as Hamilton. It's this actor playing Hamilton. It's this actor playing Burr, not Leslie Odom Jr. playing Burr. And so they do give it a little bit of themselves to it, which makes each showing sort of unique. Bless. So like kind of what are your your takeaways now? Are you fully converted? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I like once again. I've been listening to it uh, all weekend. Um, like I, pl- I plan to rewatch at, at certain points. I think the thing, the things that for me were most impressive, or at least one of the things, was the the rotating stage. I didn't know that was there going in, and when I like when that stuff first started, I was like, all right, cool. Like this, this is like a cool gimmick for the song or whatever. And then for that to to play in play into the uh, musical throughout and for that to like be a thing that that like a central factor of how this musical worked for staging and for choreography and all that stuff but that was super impressive um and super well done like in the ways that that then allowed for cool moments to happen are we talking about are we talking spoilers by yeah. the way for hamilton yeah, yeah yeah okay so like when you when you have moments where um fuck i can't remember because like hamilton had so many love interests but i think it was it was either um one of the skylar sisters or um um the reynolds girl yeah. Um, reynolds. yeah one of them i think like I, i'm pretty sure it was the scholarship because i think it was satisfied when this happened but essentially like they're talking to hamilton like directly and then the stage rotates and essentially replaces her with oh elizabeth God. the way in which that happened and it was so se- seamless and seemed like one of those things where it's like you guys must have practiced that a billion times to get that spot on so um cool. Stuff like that, I I thought was super cool, super impressive. I like I I really enjoyed seeing the uh, different styles of dance kind of come through because there were, there were moments where I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, the breaking and breaking here in a, in a in a Broadway musical in a way that I wouldn't have thought um, breaking could fit in a Broadway musical. Um, the way, the way in which they 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 bring in, we talked about the references earlier, but like ten dual commandments is such a good, um, I guess, 
parody or whatever you want to call it, like version of Ten Crack Commandments by Biggie. Um, you know, that's when the the um helpless uh that song is very much like a Beyonce song, Destiny's Child song. Um and like that like that stuff's really cool. Oh like overall I thought that balance of hey we're th- like this is theater, this is drama, like this is a musical you know, but we're adapting all these different inspirations in order to like make this stuff work and in, in order to make this stuff feel modern um and like digestible for 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 people. I thought all that stuff worked really well and and thematically weirdly thematically really worked for this american history thing which i still don't get like how how they made it work this well <laughs> how they made it interesting Did yeah you know going in blessed that this was going to be like a cast of people of color that this was going to be all hip-hop and like tim too did you know that going in? i knew i knew the i knew the hip-hop stuff in fact i think i might have expected even more rapping than there was um but like i'm glad there wasn't i'm glad that i'm glad of the of the balance that were uh, that was there because i think most of the songs actually liked uh the most are them singing over rapping um and so like i knew that stuff going in i i don't think i knew that it was mostly people of color but i think i assumed it given it was a hip-hop musical um like if i watched if i if i watched hamilton and it, and it was a cast of all white people rapping i'd be like all right i don't know how i feel about all this <laughs> like this seems this doesn't seem right um and so i, I think i, I kind of assumed that um any like even even with that it still like blew me away yeah, I mean, I had known based on all the hype and stuff and having listened to it. Um, but it, it there was actually like random things that really surprised me watching it, like that I didn't expect it to go this far. Because I, I I feel like a criticism, I guess, of it that I've heard a lot. Or, and like, to be honest, like I've only heard this from people that haven't actually watched it. They're going to talk shit about it, saying it kind of sounds like uh, new metal type, like rap rock. And I'm like, watching it now, I'm like, it's not rap rock at all. It's just, it's not traditional hip-hop so i feel like you get kind of thrown off a little bit but i was impressed at how much more hip-hop it is because i kind of expected it to sound lincoln park-esque uh in some mm. ways and the the cabinet battles like the way that they, they oh my god and framed that as a rap battle it's like it was moments that literally made me go like oh man like this is brilliant this is so cool and such a great use of um of hip-hop and hip-hop kind of style and and, and things that we are familiar with and um one of my favorite characters is king george and it's just like yep. this doofy ass motherfucker like uh what's his name jonathan jonathan Groff. yeah what a character and i just feel like having him kind of come in and just be this doof and yep. and sing and like be a recurring thing coming back like i i really appreciated kind of the juxtaposition of having this character compared to all these like super dope i like, love the spit yeah oh and he's very, he's very spitty he likes to spit yeah. a lot um but yeah those are probably it was th- those two moments and um the it's the one of the skylar sisters um i forget the name of the song but she just starts going off and just spazzing like in, in a rap verse yeah angelica yeah. satisfied oh my god that song just builds and builds and builds and when we get that rewind moment where like it all oh goes back and you see the perspective it's just like it's I just so got good. chills right now. Just even thinking about it, it's like it. That to me is just like, if it was just that one scene, Hamilton would be a ten out of ten. The fact that there is two hours and fifty minutes in addition to that is so incredibly impressive. Yeah, I. I you were like, you guys, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yusuf, yeah, what are yeah. your what are your favorite moments? 
my favorite moments. So I, I like, I mean, Bless and I have talked about this. Like, I have a lot of favorite songs. Um, like, I, I might like personally, like, Act One to me is is like the standout. Like, I've, um, I like I know that I've memorized Act One up and down. Um, and so like I, I love Satisfied. Like, it's it's especially like seeing it up close and like seeing how they use the stage and the rewind, um, moment. Um, Wait for it is like. I think the most beautiful song on the, on the soundtrack. Like I I'm obsessed with that. Um, and then the, because like you get like you, you get satisfied. Um, and then there's like another, there's another song. Um, you get satisfied, you get story of tonight, but then you get wait for oh, it. Yeah. So it's like a three song period has like my two favorite songs right there. And then like later on in act one, you get guns and ships, and then yep. history has its eyes on you and then yorktown so again it's like that three song like uh like triple of like just like hype and hype and like you have lafayette come out with like oh in um, in guns and ships and like david Diggs just like rapping out of like freaking mile a second and then uh in yorktown like hercules mulligan just like brings the energy and like it's just like those those are like that's like my heart is pumping during those moments yeah guns and ships is rad so Dude, act, all of act one i feel like is rad like there's there is a run of songs in act one that i think starts with like maybe you'll be back uh with jonathan groff and from there like once again gets into uh right hand man uh mm-hmm. and like goes into winter ball and all that stuff like i think when i was watching it uh w- watching it for the first time that that was i think the 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 portion that i was most attentive and most following what was going on because i think upon first viewing uh hamilton's kind of hard to follow just mm-hmm. because because like a lot of his rap there's a lot of words there's a lot of exposition um you know there there are i think i i, I clued into this uh as i've been listening to it more and more there are moments in the in the musical where they want you to listen to expo- exposition and they cue that in ways that like you wouldn't have realized unless like you already knew that they're going to do that and so like um i i think it's like the there's like a, a jingle that's like the i don't know what it's called i call it the aaron burr jingle because like whenever it happens usually aaron burr has some shit do, 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 do. yeah yeah exactly it's yeah that's it's like, like the violator like yes that like has and, and that's usually like like where he starts going like what what can a orphan bastard son of a whatever whatever and then he starts talking about hamilton um Upon first viewing, that stuff can kind of be hard to follow because there's so much happening at once, not only within the lyrics, but also on the stage and also like with the different characters and people are getting introduced and people are changing characters and like David Diggs rapping a million miles per, uh, uh, per second. Um, but yeah, like upon like going back and listening, listen, listening to it, um, that was the portion like starting from, um, let's, let's say right hand man going all the way pretty much until like. 10 dual commandments or maybe even guns and ships maybe even to the end of act one like i was non-stop, very invested yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like non-stop is in there too like they have there's such a good run of songs there that all play together so well because they thematically they all serve different purposes and are telling different stories but the way the ways in which they have everything kind of feed together um works just like phenomenally i'm with you where act one to me is just it's so perfect it's such a good rise and i feel like there there are the kind of the kind of perfect moments you need and you get introduced to the characters and by the end of it you're like you're with them and you're rooting for them or against them or whatever it is act two was a little messier for me where uh especially with the character change-ups and kind of just the shift in it, it gets a lot more adult it goes from like kind of just it feeling like a bunch of kids that are like 
we're about to go fuck some shit up and it turns into like okay but now we're adults actually like writing things and dealing with cheating on your wife and all this stuff and it's just like it gets real in a way that i was like i i need to to kind of consume it a bit more to really i feel like i got act one down act two i'm like i'm definitely missing out on some stuff um well it's but, also the lesser known history too and oh you're yeah not dealing with the revolutionary war right it's after yeah it's everything like because act one is pretty much like all right, we got Hamilton. George Washington wants to recruit him. All right, cool. Now let's fight the British in the Revolutionary War. And then you get back and like, that's pretty much that's pretty much Act One. Act Two is like, all right, yeah, let's talk about some shit. Let's get into the detail of like this man, <laughs> you know, like the different the different presidential administrations. Let's bring in John John Adams. Let's bring in all these different all this different stuff. Yeah. And the more and more I listen to it, the more and more I appreciate it. But it is kind of complicated. It's complicated, and I, I just feel like I'm missing out because uh, by the time it gets to the end, like the final song is so powerful and oh it's so great that it, it's kind of a thing where I'm like, oh, with that lens and looking back on it, I get what they were doing, and I totally didn't see that coming. So it's like I need to rewatch it to kind of understand how they got to that that end because it is so. I love the final song; it's so great. I agree. Belinda, what about your favorite moments? The first song that I really fell in love with with Hamilton was Satisfied because it's just so freaking good. It's so good. Um, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a little love to some Act Two stuff. Um, I love One Last Time a lot. I think I I love Washington a lot. He's my favorite male character in the whole thing because I think his character is so so important to the whole show and um, like he's someone who's in power and like you know, did what he wanted. He led, he, he won the revolutionary war. And then he was like, you know what? And now I'm done. Like I've done all I can. The country has to live on without me. And I have to accept that. And I think it's, I just cry so much at one last time. And then seeing the up close, like Chris Jackson shot where he's crying at the end. And I'm just like, I lose it. Um, I love burn a lot. I think Eliza's also very integral to the whole story. And I mean, the musical ends with her, and she's the one that carries on Hamilton's story, and she passes um, along all these stories of everyone that he worked with, and op- you know, she opened the orphanage and stuff. Um, so I really love Burn. I love the cabinet battles, um, yeah. but specifically, um, like there are two numbers that I normally skip, like when I'm just listening to it, and one of them is. Um, what we know and then um room where it happens because they're so dense it's a lot of exposition like super 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 heavy exposition but then when you see it on a stage like you see it it brings so much more to it that like it's definitely like some of my favorite numbers like room where it happens is so good yeah room yeah. where it happens for me feels like the most like show toony of them all but like Wonder watching it like i like i think i you know i even said this like when we were watching it like Leslie Odom puts so much into that song. Like he is dancing, running around the entire stage, just like belting it. And like, just like, like Belinda said, like, you know, seeing it, it was like, I mean, I like the song too, but like just seeing how much effort and like of how much of himself he puts into that song was just like, I'm floored by that man's talent. And like Burr the character, the Burr the character is so timid through the whole thing. And it's just very, like be patient like you know things will happen for you and like wait for it wait for it wait for it and then like they ask him in that you know in that moment in that crescendo where it's like what do you want burr like what do you want burr and he says like 
I want to be in the room where it happens. And then it just explodes because he's finally talking about like, this is something that I want. This is something like I can say that out loud. Like, this is what I want. And he's not getting it. And it sort of starts this descent into, you know, what he ends up doing at the end. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they spoil that pretty early. <laughs> uh, something that I was so impressed by is the the cast members that I wasn't familiar with. Like, uh, I've known Leslie Odom now because I listened to his album when it came out. And it's so good. But, like, seeing him perform, like you were saying, Yusuf, is like brings it to another level. I've been familiar with the B-Digs, huge fan of everything he's done. Um, but Anthony Ramos, who was uh, John Lawrence and uh, Philip Hamilton, I am so- – I'm a new fan now. Like he to me is the standout guy where I'm just like, he's just has such a like personality that like he just brings to the, the the characters and them being such different characters too. It was very cool for me to see. Yeah. I liked his role as Hamilton's son. It's Philip. Like I, to play a nine year old boy, I thought was like really funny for this dude is obviously an adult. Um, but the, I forget the name of the song, but the song where he's introduced and like, he's essentially giving his, his poem, uh, to Anthony Ham- or Alexander Hamilton. Um, who's Anthony Hamilton? Is that a soul singer? <laughs> I think that's a soul singer. Um, but he, where he's essentially giving his poet, his poem to his dad, uh, I thought was super well done, super clever and super sweet. Um, I really appreciate that performance from him. And also the, the song where he gets into the duel and stuff. Yeah. Before I we move it's... on. Hold that thought, Yusuf, real quick. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Honey. Uh, We all shop online a lot, but did you know that you can make online shopping even better? You can with Honey. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. It's super easy, honestly. You just do a couple clicks, you install it in your browser, and then it does the rest of the work for you. Uh, many of the Hue lights I got here, I saved a ton of money on that I didn't even need to try. I just went to the Best Buy website, looked for them, went to check out, and it automatically applied my promo codes, saved me a ton of money. This has saved kind of funny thousands of dollars um, over over time. So you should definitely be doing this. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Uh, not using Honey is literally just passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Plus, now it's part of the PayPal, PayPal family. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning. That's joinhoney.com slash morning. Another cool thing about Honey is not only does it just give you discounts and save you money, you also accrue points that you get to use to then buy other stuff. So you're getting even more free stuff on top of saving money. It's great. Joinhoney.com slash morning. Yusuf, back to you. So I, I was going to say, like, like asking, or I guess Tim and, and, and Blessing, coming in now, watching Hamilton now, like, there's, there's like a bit of like a different online conversation happening about it right now. Like, how does, like, how do you feel about that? Did that change your opinion on anything at all? Uh, different like different online conversations as far as what like as, as far as like how we look at the founding fathers and all these different things yeah exactly or, like there's okay. you know like th- there's there's like people talking about like oh this is um it's it's glorifying people it's not it's not historically correct you know hamilton was not an abolitionist like he did buy and sell you know mm-hmm. uh slaves um like did that did that change your reading of it at all not really i feel like for me i kind of looked at it as more so just an inspired by kind of thing um i like when i first when i first finished it on my way home 
I like looked up the Scholar Sisters because I'd never heard of them before and quickly learned that the Scholar Sisters were way more than three sisters and also they were brothers. And so like the whole bit about like, you know, them having to, to basically the, their whole motivation at, at the beginning of that story is like false. Um, but like, I don't know, I, I, I kind of look at it in its own vacuum and, and as more so like a um, like a hey, let's make history sort of fun kind of thing. Hey, let's just use this to tell our own story kind of thing. Um, and like with with that through that lens, I'm kind of fine with it. Like I'm I'm not coming out of Hamilton also now glorifying uh, Alexander Hamilton any more so than I right. did beforehand because I'm just like I don't know. I I I'd rather look at this this musical as its own piece of fiction that is inspired by historical context, but is more mostly um, uh, within its own box over here. Yeah. I, I kind of see like the criticism is all extremely valid. And I think an important conversation, I think that that's kind of the, the best thing about art of this nature is that it inspires conversation. And I think that, you know, sure. would they do this today in 2020? I don't know. I don't know that they, that, that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda would make this the subject and go about having the characters be designed this way, but he did in 2016. And um, I think that us being able to have, the the access to to this is great um uh, but i do think that having these conversations and being aware of these conversations and and having an understanding that that's not how it happened um is important and a key thing that i'm i'm excited to see seem to be part of the the narrative of this release being on disney plus now that is so much more widely available um to people but with everything you kind of need to to take it and take the good and the bad and, and really look at it all and i think that this is going to do so much for an entire generation of of kids that are going to grow up watching this on repeat every day um driving their parents crazy like especially being on disney plus which you know right now is definitely the kind of the kid machine it's like like how many parents are watching frozen 2 for the billionth time like i do think this is going to get kids interested in musical theater um in a way that you know is is awesome to see like to to see the, the that type of performing arts and to see the diverse cast of people being put on that screen and being pushed and promoted as much as Disney plus is going to continue to, to do that. Like there's so much good here. There's so much, uh, the, the people that are going to be inspired by seeing this and hearing this and being a part of this that, yeah, there's a lot to criticize and we should criticize that, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't exist. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like that's, that's my readings. I I'm obsessed with this musical. Like I, I love it and like acknowledge that, things can be you know less than perfect like and you know not everything is black and white and you can take something for for what it is and see all the value and all the good that it brings while still educating yourself on you know its inaccuracies There's a yeah. lot of like historical fiction musicals i mean like greatest showman is also based on like real life and um come from away is based on some real and then a lot of the jukebox musicals about like um like jersey boys like all of those are all based on real people and it's like it's their version of like historical fiction so that's kind of where i put it yeah and i also think there's there's somewhat of a deeper conversation there as far as like looking at this as a musical that is um based in in a lot of hip-hop and then also having a a, a cast that is mostly people of color mm -hmm. uh and the way that 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 then I guess reflects back on history and kind of you know takes it and kind of molds it into something that um i don't know it kind of feels like it, it it's almost like a reverse of what we've gotten a lot in the past where you know history has been taken and has been like pretty much mold 
yeah, like molded by molded by the white man. This almost feels like the opposite of like, hey, right. let's take this let's take this history that you know does have people who own slaves and does have like people who were in a lot in in so many instances like shitty people. Let's take that and paint that with a brush that is more colorful and paint that with a brush that is more diverse and and can can uh, be presented as a story in a way that is beloved by a wider array of people. Like I think there's something powerful in that uh, that I appreciate. That's a really and interesting kids, perspective. Imagine kids go, like go, growing go, go, go. up being like, "Oh, that's what Washington looks like." Like, like these are what they look like, and mm -hmm. um, I think it's really cool. Or even like yeah. the idea that this is what Washington can look like. Like right. I, I, I yeah. think there, there's there. It almost reminds me of, and this is a really weird example, but I think it works. Like Miles Morales as a character, where for me, I know growing up, Spider-Man was my favorite superhero ever. And you know, I watched the I watched the the movies. I played the Spider Man games. I watched the cartoon and all this different stuff. And you know, Peter Parker was that dude for me. I always kind of looked at my I, as a kid. I always wanted to look at myself as like a black Spider Man. And now kids have a black Spider Man. And like, I think that in itself is such a powerful thing and such a thing that people can uh, connect with. Specifically, kids growing up can connect with. And I think doing that for you know the founding fathers of a country, the country in which we live in, I think that is going to be powerful for so many people and working in a seen, similar way. I've seen a lot of the discourse um, and kind of the different sides of, of this topic uh, coming up on Twitter where people are saying that like, oh, it's, you know, it's trying to take it back and like, you know, make it, make it their own or whatever. And then there's the other side that's like, yeah, but like, that's not what's happening here. Like we need to be honest about these people and call them out for all the horrible things they did or whatever. But bless what you're bringing up here is, is very interesting to me. Uh, and it's a perspective I haven't really seen about how, the original history books and stuff that was all a perspective that didn't actually happen either so it's mm -hmm. like bringing this up it's like that is even though yes they were slave owners and yes all this stuff this is the version of it where they weren't because that's the story that they're trying to tell where it's like the bad guys are the slave owners the good guys are the ones that aren't yeah and it, you know it's it's just weird because it, i get the argument that that is making hamilton better than he is but i also see the argument that you're making of you know but it's them kind of this is how they want the history. Yeah, to it's like an an idealized like you know what if almost. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Lupe Fiasco is probably like least well receptive album. Uh, Lasers. There's a song on there called All Black Everything that is kind of this alternate version of history where like you know blacks weren't enslaved and um, like what like what if history was was or what if America's history was molded in a way where everything was equal and you know like. You, you you didn't have like injustice and all these different th things going on. It, it is like this idealized version of American history. Um, in, in ways, Hamilton kind of reminds me of that song because it is it. I see it more so as a hey, let's 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 retranslate this in a way that you know more people are going to be able to identify with and appreciate on a deeper level. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, that was that's my sort of reading of it, and like I I, I you know I come at it knowing full well that. Again, in real life, none of these people are heroes, but like in this telling of the story, you can't have people that you root for, that you want to succeed, that you're sad for. But I, mm -hmm. to me, Aaron Burr is such an interesting character and having him played by a black man is such a different, I think transforms the entire role. Like specifically, like you have, like you have that line that always comes up with him of like, talk less, smile more, don't let mm -hmm. them know what you're against or what you're for. Like, mm -hmm. which means entirely different things coming from a white man or coming from a black man like we've seen time and time again throughout history like black men 
talking and speaking out and letting people know what they're against or what they're for and being punished for it. Your Colin Kaepernick's, your Muhammad Ali's, your MLK's, your Malcolm X's, like all of those people have been punished in some way or another or killed outright for being vocal black men. And it's like when you like when I hear Aaron Burr say that as Leslie Odom Jr., I'm not mad at it. I'm like, yo, I get that. So that's the the way the world works. That's kind of what you have to do to get ahead at times. And so like, whereas, you know, knowing who he really was, it's an entirely different read on the situation. Man, there's so much here, you know, like that. I think that's so, so great is that it's like, you know, we can talk about the hip hop references, the musical references, just the lyricism in general, the performances, but then there's also all of this subtext and all of this kind of like flipping of the script and stuff. It's speaking of flipping of the script when i was listening to uh through the soundtrack literally right before this podcast i finally put together like the the puzzle piece in my mind and i'm sure like this isn't anything new for people who probably already been listening to it but i finally got like the i'm not throwing away my shot and how that loops back around the end where he literally throws away his shot and that 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 is what leads to his death like that was the thing that i put together like right before sitting down i was like fuck man how did i miss that that's that's super dope (laughs) i missed that That, totally too (laughs) in that same moment uh burr shoots and says wait right like he he like regrets what like he he took that shot and he says wait and that's the last thing that he says to to Hamilton, which is so cool. It's so good. That and so cool. uh, I, was, I was listening to Dear Theodosia uh, over the weekend. And uh, that's the song where it's Aaron Burr and, and I keep calling me Anthony Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, uh, you know, speaking to their kids, speaking to like writing letters to their future children or whatever. And uh they they keep repeating the line like one day you'll blow us all away you know talking about talking about their kids and like i remember i remember like putting together the puzzle pieces in my head of this one and then immediately messaging yusef and belinda where i was like oh shoot there's literally a song in act two called blow us all away and that is the song where where, um, where hamilton's son gets blown away by a gun because he's in a duel um right. also shout out to duels <laughs> just, like in general. Good, just in general Bless us i love that duels are recurring. Trying to bring back duels. oh man duels are There's so underrated times. Boy, the- where'd they go why'd we outlaw them <laughs> no clue Everything, everything's legal everything's in legal in new jersey bring them back so a uh, question i have for you guys is with in the heights coming out eventually um and that being a more uh traditional hollywood musical um video movie right um, do you think that a Hamilton version of that would work? I don't think so. I think what we you mean have... a recorded version of the theatrical? Is that what you no, mean? No, no, like no. Like a meaning, film. Like film. a movie. Like, like making a movie. Hamilton movie. Yeah. Yeah, like a traditional musical movie, you know? I don't think so. I, I like what we have of Hamilton. I think that um, whenever you do adapt musicals into movies, um, like for example, into the woods, it all takes place in the woods. So on stage, it works because you just have this one setting. But then when they made the movie of it, you're just like, oh, we're just in the woods. Hold-. Like there's just things that don't translate as well. And I feel like with Hamilton, like it works that you know the set is just this plain set, and the it's the ensemble and the actors that make it into these different settings. And so I don't think it would translate into like a movie musical that much, whereas In the Heights takes place in Washington Heights. It's about New York. Like 
and it has all these people and everybody are dancing and it's going to be directed by John Chu who does the step up movies and like oh, it's yeah. going to it's going to be yeah. such a spectacle and it's going to be great. Yeah. Belinda, you definitely have more knowledge on this than than me at least. Uh are there musical movies that you do stand by thinking they did a great job? It's a really really good one. Um, Sorry, which one? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Um Chicago is a really really good one. I know Yusuf really loves Mamma Mia. I love Mamma Mia. It's a good one too. Um, but Chicago's like Mama Mia. <laughs> uh, Chicago's Mama like Mia well review. known with like we could do that with Joey, and it, oh, it yes. would it should happen. Um, I want to watch those movies one day because I've never seen them. What? But... They are the perfect feel good movies. Watch Dude. it in your theater. Uh, Let's I'm do down. It. I'm down. Let's do it. Because I remember seeing the trailer for um for Mamma Mia two, and it was like it was Pierce Brosnan and uh, the two other dudes. I'm not. I don't know who they are, but there was like the three dudes, and someone they had some secret, and they're just like, I didn't tell anyone, and he's like, I only told one person, and it gets to the last guy. He's like, I told many many people and i'm just like <laughs> i can relate to that <laughs> on a core level <laughs> anyways any any other thoughts on on hamilton you guys i'd say if you like it go watch the undefeated interview um that's part of the extras on disney plus um, they interviewed like that. all the cast and they interviewed them like recently this is like they interviewed them in a post george floyd world and they address all that and they talk about it um, really it's, yeah so it's like new yeah, yeah. oh man yeah actually that's another thing i would love some like dope video essays or something about hamilton about anything like things you missed or like story explicit explanations or whatever it is tweet at me i'd love to see that stuff so um yeah, man. barrett just texted me and said that lin-manuel miranda has said that they are planning on doing an actual hamilton movie that's that something really interesting yeah, gonna be interesting. I, I just um, want to chime in for like two seconds here. Go for it. Uh, about the idea of a movie. Um, I was blown away when Cats came out because uh, I've said this before. I really feel like they do a good job making it feel like each set is an actual, actual like theater set. And the way mm -hmm. they like play around with the camera's perspective is really cool. And I, I think that like with the right minds on it, they could do that for Hamilton. And I think that would be dope too. Because you've seen the, Hamilton the as Hamilton well. Hamilton of yeah. Cats. What? What? You've seen Hamilton in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, I have. So you have it, not watched the Disney Plus one yet. Do you have any interest in going back and watching it? I do, just because like uh, I've I've only seen it once, and it's it is there's so much happening, and it's like it's so difficult to like pick a spot to concentrate. So the idea of having a, a like it recorded is awesome, where where you know they can choose the perspective, or I can choose the perspective, and then rewind, rewatch mm -hmm. it again. Yeah. Cool stuff. Well, anyways, highly recommended. Go watch it, Hamilton on Disney Plus. Uh, Yusuf, Melinda, do you guys have any final words? Where can we follow you guys? You can follow me on Twitter at, at BBC Garcia, and then I'll also be on Kind of Funny on Friday for Miyazaki and Review. So watch Castle of Cagliostro show before Great. Friday. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Yusuf McGeed. Love it. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and obviously, bless. Thank you for joining as well. A, a rare oh, screencast appearance, which Dude, is awesome. I would never, I would never say no to this, Tim. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's you guys are welcome here anytime to 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 watch movies, to watch Hamilton again, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but anyways, let us know what you think in the comments below of Hamilton on Disney Plus. Uh, until next week, love you guys. Bye.